Good evening, good evening. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast, the after show. I'm your lovely host, Leslie Sullivan, and today is episode 22, and I found another article that was really good about positive affirmations. It's a really good one. So the website I found is called the everygirl.com, and the title of this article is 50 positive affirmations that will change your life. These were pretty good. I'm impressed with it. So I'm going to go ahead and read these to you. If you like them, great. If not, skip over it, but I think they're pretty good. So here we go again. I'm not going to number them like I did previously. I'm just going to say them and just go throughout the list. So here we go. I am allowed to take up space. I think that's awesome because that totally uh will ruffle the feathers of anyone that is a crazy liberal nutbag and a environmentalist because they believe that Human beings are a problem because of a carbon footprint issue and it's like wow human life does matter so <laughs> environment environmentalists excuse me may not like that first one i just read off but it is very true i am allowed to take up space <laughs> that's a really good one <laughs> so the next one is my past is not a reflection of my future i am strong enough to make my own decisions I am in control of how I react to others. My only job is to learn and grow. I am courageous and stand up for myself. I will succeed today. I deserve to forgive and I deserve to feel joy. I am worthy of love. I love myself deeply. My body is healthy and I am grateful. I am more at ease every day. I am calm, happy and content. My life is a gift and I appreciate everything I have. I surround myself with positive people who will help bring out the best in me. That's very important because negative people do not bring out the best in you. <laughs> They just make you realize either A what you can't stand about them or what you don't like about yourself or the planet. So <laughs> it, it pays to be around good kind people. that are positive and that bring out the best in you. And I want to mention this. Sometimes there are nice people out there, but they're not the best for you. You know what I mean? I've learned this kind of the hard way over the years, but just because someone's nice and kind, that doesn't mean they like you or love you and they may not bring out the best in you. So recognize that sometimes people are just being nice and kind just because they have manners. So just FYI be aware of that. Don't wear your heart on your sleeve, so to speak. and have your guard up but i don't mean that in a negative way it's just that you shouldn't just let anyone and everyone into your life because your life is your private space and that belongs to you and that is very important very very important next one is i don't need someone else to feel happiness i am allowed to take time to heal all is well The point of life is balance, not perfection. 
I choose only kind words for myself and others around me. Now let me say this. When you're talking about kind words for others around me, that doesn't mean become a doormat and not stand up for yourself and not call people out on what they do that is wrong. Cuz I've learned that sometimes when people read statements like that, they think it means that you can never you know call someone out for the something stupid they did or something evil that they did and oh you just have to be inclusive let me say this screw inclusiveness inclusiveness does not hold people accountable for for their mistakes and what they do wrong whether intentionally or not intentionally cuz you know what's interesting is that if we just have a completely inclusive society then how does anyone ever get held account, accountable excuse me for their mistakes That's the problem with inclusivism. It encourages people to look the other way and not hold people accountable. So that very much deteriorates any society and I think we're seeing that here in the United States and we should have known it was going to happen because the more we resemble Canada, the worse things get. Cuz Canada because of stupid Trudeau up there that moron Um he believes very much in inclusivism and specific pronouns and and things like that and you know for a grown man to act like that it's just weird just very weird i mean he's he's just a moron and an idiot but you know it's interesting the more the united states resembles a socialist country the worse our society gets because the more you embrace socialism the more you're turning your back on god and that's a big problem. Uh but moving on the next one is my potential to succeed is limitless. Amen to that. I love that. Next one is difficult times allow me to appreciate the good times. I deserve to forgive and be forgiven. I am in charge of my life and no one will dictate my path besides me. Amen to that. <laughs> Amen to that. And I say amen to that because if you've listened to this podcast long enough, you know that I'm in the Bible belt. I am in Oklahoma. And uh sometimes it's hard for women to take charge of their life because there's just sometimes it's not as bad as what it used to be, but sometimes it's very male dominated and it's very male dominated within um I would say re- religiosity is what I call it. And sometimes people use religion to control and manipulate other people and that is not the will of God at all. So if someone is using if someone is using religion to control and manipulate you, you are in a cult and you need to leave and go to a better church. So just FYI be aware of that cuz God is not for manipulation. Not at all. God gave us free will. So If anyone's telling you otherwise, they are lying, and that lie comes straight out of the depths of hell, so be aware of that. Next one is I'm doing my best and that is enough. I have the power to create change. I know exactly what to do to achieve success. I choose to be proud of myself. I will not compare myself to strangers on the internet. You know, when I first read that, it just kind of shocked me cuz I was like, people do that, but I was, then I got to thinking about it, I was like, well, if you go on Instagram and you see all these people that look like they're they're jet setters and they're like in their 20s or something, 
yeah, you might very much be comparing yourself to them. So it's very easy to look at someone else's life and say, "Oh, I wish I had that." But I guarantee you, a lot of those Instagrammers and YouTubers, I guarantee you, a lot of their their lifestyles are fake and they're not real. Cuz how much you want to bet, they're just going to fancy hotels that are local in their city. They're not really traveling anywhere. That's what I bet is happening. And see, you know what I find odd? How can someone who's in their late teens and early 20s, at least this higher rate of them, or this high amount of them, be able to afford that? I remember being their age, and the only way that you could afford that is if you were a trust fund kid. I guarantee you there are not that many trust fund kids. <laughs> there just aren't. So I think there are a lot of a lot of um younger people that they are totally just using um their I would say their subscribers as a way to make money but their lifestyle is not really real. It's a lie. So you can't believe hardly anything on the internet anymore. So please be aware of that. Live your life. Live your life and do well and be well. That's what I say. Next one is I am enough. I let go of all that no longer serves me. I love that. That's really good because we should let go of anything and everything that no longer serves you. That's actually excellent advice. Next one is I'm so close to achieving my goals. My life gets better as I get older. I love that one, and here's why. I'm not in Hollywood, but I think Hollywood has been really horrible to women for years. And the reason why I think that is because a lot of women once they reach the age of like 30 or something or maybe even 28, they're treated like an old hag and like they're used up and washed up. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I mean, th- that's so ridiculous. So, it, you know, a-, a man, you know, he can be well into his 50s and he'll still be considered handsome and hot and successful and um dateable or and that kind of thing, but a woman, oh man, For some stupid reason our culture has shamed and blamed women for just naturally aging. It's bizarre to me. I think it's sick and disturbing. And I noticed that when I was a kid. Like I remember whenever I used to go uh, visit one of my aunts, she she would save all these Vogue magazines. And I noticed that, you know, as I got older, the models that were in the Vogue magazine They did not get older. And it's not that they are using the same models because they are not, but they were using the the same type of model but within the same age bracket. And I'm like, you know, I've never looked like a 6 foot tall toothpick. Like I'm 5 foot 5 and I've got curves. So, none of the clothes in like Vogue and like these fancier catalogs, I never really saw myself as wearing those because None of the women or girls, I should say, none of them have hips or boobs or natural features of like a real woman. And I'm like, "You know what? More of these clothes and products would sell if they had realistic women in there." But see, here's the thing. Vogue didn't do that for years, and I don't know if Vogue has changed that. I don't think that we should go to the extreme and put a bunch of obese women in there and I'm probably going to get a, a letter about this but I don't care cuz I know I'm right. Glamorizing obesity is not appropriate. It is completely inappropriate because obesity is a serious health concern. It can lead to diabetes, it can lead to heart attack and stroke. So, you know, and that's just 
the ones I can think of off the top of my head. I mean, you could also die of a pulmonary embolism. I mean, being fat and overweight is not healthy, but especially it's really bad if you are obese. Like I knew that obesity eventually was going to be glamorized because of Lane Bryant. And in case you don't know what Lane Bryant is, that is a obesity clothing store for women. And I remember it when I was younger. I was like, who in their right mind would spend that much on fat clothes when all you have to do is lose lose the weight, get down to like a size eight or six, look hot, and then go buy even cuter clothes, but you're not fat anymore. I mean, it just it made no sense to me as a little girl. I was like, if you're that fat, like a size twenty or eighteen or sixteen, which I think Lane Bryant, uh, I think Lane Bryant is like size is eighteen and up. If you're that large, you've got a serious problem. You are not just big boned, you know. You are not naturally that fat because I guarantee you, if you were to serve in like the Peace Corps and go live in Africa for a year or two, you would lose weight really quick and you would no longer be obese. So for these people that use excuses, saying, "Oh, well, I have a glandular problem or a thyroid problem," you know, I, I've met. Women with thyroid problems, not a single one of them was obese. Not a single one of them. Yes, their weight fluctuated, but obesity is you eating too much food and not moving around enough. It's a lifestyle choice. It's not a health condition. It's not a chronic condition. It's not something that just you know falls out of the sky and lands on you. It's not random. It's intentional. It's whatever you are putting into your body, and you're not burning enough calories. Look, folks, it's basic math. You have to eat less and burn more calories. Seriously, it's addition and subtraction, preferably subtraction. <laughs> you know, so just be aware of that. So FYI, just let you know. So it goes on to say, next one is I can do anything I put my mind to. Well, that includes losing weight. That's good. Next one is I am worthy of respect and acceptance. That's true, but I want to be careful about this. The whole phrase "I'm worthy of respect and acceptance" that does not apply to you trying to force someone to agree with you about your lifestyle. Like for example, if you are obese, and I'm not picking on fat people, I'm just saying that this has been a problem in the United States. Because surprisingly, the United States has the highest rate of obesity, while other countries have problems with starvation. That's really sad.、Um, but say, for example, you are obese, whether you're male or female, and you, you know, you demand respect and acceptance for the weight that you weigh. Well, here's the thing: someone should respect you regardless of what you weigh, but they don't have to accept your lifestyle as normal, because it's not normal to be 300 pounds or 200 pounds, and your body mass index being like the 30s or something. Like that's just not appropriate or correct at all. Another thing that's not、um, that that you really should not and cannot expect people to accept is transgenderism. And I understand that's going to ruffle some feathers, but I don't care because this is a problem in the United States.、Um, unfortunately, the LGBTQ community has been trying to force society, our, our entire country in the United States, to accept their lifestyle, to accept their ideology, and that eliminates freedom of speech. 
freedom of thought and freedom of choice. So, you know, I very much respect transgenders by all means. I love and respect them, but I do not accept their lifestyle because it's not right. Like whatever you are born is how God made you. And if you have issues with your sexuality, that's called gender dysphoria and you need mental help like you need to see a mental health professional because if you're not understanding your sexuality there very well could be a problem with like your hippocampus or your pituitary gland or there could be a chemical imbalance in the brain like there's all these different things that could be causing it you also could have something as simple as like a vitamin deficiency like if you look at a chart of all the vitamins the nutrients and minerals and trace minerals that we are supposed to consume uh, every day if you have a deficiency in some of those some of those can really mess up your your thinking and basically your your emotions and your feelings because you have a deficiency in a nutrient that your body needs to be normal and to function normally so FYI be aware of that so if someone is not accepting your lifestyle do, do not Don't take that to the extreme and say, "Oh, well, they're disrespecting me." That's not true at all. Like for example, there there are people that don't agree, you know, with with me practicing Christianity. But I know they still respect me. At least most of them. <laughs> there have been some people that they hate Christians. I'm like, "Well, hate is never appropriate regardless of whether you're atheist or Christian or Buddhist or Muslim, whatever the case may be." You know, Just because you disagree with someone that doesn't give you permission to disrespect them. So just FYI be aware of that. The next one is my contributions to the world are valuable. That is very true. Very 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 true. Next one is my needs and wants are important. Next one is I make a significant difference in the lives of people around me. I am blessed with amazing family and friends. I attract abundance into my life. My life is full of amazing opportunities that are ready for me to step into. I'm free to create the life I desire. Let me just say this, that's true to a certain extent unless the life you desire is really bad. Like for example, if you are a pedophile, if you are a rapist, if you are um a pervert, um if you are demonic, if you are evil, if you are immoral, amoral, that kind of thing. So people create the life that they want and that they desire. Sometimes that life that they desire is not appropriate. So that's why it's very important that we stick to the morals and values that have held this country together since the beginning of the United States. That's why we are one nation under God. We are not one nation under socialism. We are not one nation under fascism. We are not one nation under communism. We are not one nation under marxism. And we are also not one nation under atheism. We are one nation under God because without God, you don't have the freedom to create any type of life that you desire. So please be aware of that because it's very important. Next one is I'm open to new adventures in my life. I am bold, beautiful and brilliant. My body is perfect in the way it's intended to be. 
That's true to a certain extent unless you are overeating or you know let's say you're starving yourself it goes both ways. So you know there's some people that they look in the mirror and no matter what their body looks like they think it's ugly. Well that's a problem in your psyche like that's a problem in your mind. There's not a problem with your body there's something going on psychologically. So needs to say it's very important to recognize who you were born to be and what you were born as like if you're born a boy you are a male if you're born a girl you are female those are not fluid those are not interchangeable and i understand our society has really gone off the rails and it's changing things but here's the thing if that phrase is true which it is my body is perfect in the way it it is intended to be well if you're changing your body to the direct opposite of what it was born to be then aren't you living a lie by changing your sex and living a different lifestyle that is contrary to what your DNA and your chromosomes say that you are see that's where that becomes gender dysphoria meaning it's not normal it's not healthy so FYI be aware of that next one is when i allow my light to shine i subconsciously give other people permission to do the same No amount of worrying can change the future. That's very true. So instead of worrying, have hope and faith and do good. That's always better. To make small steps toward big goals is progress. Negative thoughts only have the power I I allow them. That's very true. Next one is or last one is I can choose to feel good. That's very true. So, you know, what's interesting is that, you know, sometimes we might wake up and not feel very good. but I've learned to just change my mindset because typically what you think is what you become. So like for example, one time I woke up and I did not feel very good at all. I felt like I had the stomach flu and I was like, "You know what? And I don't mean to be gross, but I just said I'm not going to throw up. I'm perfectly fine. I'm healthy." I felt sick the entire time. I was getting ready. I felt like I was going to vomit any moment. And I just said, "I'm not doing it. I rebuke this. I rebuke this in the mighty name of Jesus. I'm not doing this. I am healed. I'm happy. I'm healthy. I'm whole." I'm not doing this. I have things to do. I have a life to live. No germ or infection is allowed to enter my house or my body. You know what? Within minutes, that feeling of nausea and a puffed-out stomach, like it was full of bile, I have no doubt, and it was just waiting to spew out of me. It went away. It went away within minutes. See, you, you have to remember that your brain listens to you, what you think, what you say, and what you speak. So. If you tell yourself you're healthy, your brain has no choice but to believe you because your brain takes orders from you. That's why positive affirmations work. Now, now let me say this, behavior modification does not work. Because it's not a true change. It it's not a true intent. You're just modifying something. You're not actually stopping something. But positive affirmations These actually change your life because you're changing your brain. You you you're you're changing your thinking and you're changing it from negative to positive. So whenever you're changing your thinking, especially going towards the positive, you are actually building new neurological pathways, but they're positive pathways as opposed to negative pathways. So FYI be aware of that and just recognize that your brain is just as important as your heart 
It's just as important as your as your lungs, and not just because of the functions that it does, basically keeping us alive, but but your brain is very intuitive because you are intuitive. You know, it's one of those things that you can't separate your brain from who you are, because every every ounce of you, every cell of you, is you. It's not anybody else. So do recognize that. You need to be kind and gentle and positive with your brain, because that's how you will be positive and gentle with yourself, if that makes sense. And I learned that the hard way because I used to be a very negative person when I was younger,、um, but that was because I was raised in a Wrath of God Church of Christ cult, where there wasn't much positive anything. So you know, whatever you're raised in is typically what either you you believe. Or whatever you are molded into, whether you like it or not. Now, you know, in my case, I got away from it. You know, once I turned 18, I mean, I stopped going to that church altogether, and so I started church hopping when I was in college. So it is important to find yourself, your true self. But let me say this: to find your true self does not mean that you become sexually promiscuous and you start doing drugs and things like that. I know that a lot of people, when they go to college, I think it's more common now. It's kind of like the sexual revolution part two, and then they wonder why, you know, there's so many abortions and there's so many young people not getting married, and if they do get married, it's way later in life, and they don't value marriage the same way that our society used to. Well, it's because you're taking sex and procreation outside of the covenant of marriage. You're taking it outside of wedlock. So when you do that, when you live outside of what is holy and what is true, you technically degrade it. And so whatever you degrade, especially if it's something that you're participating in, you're technically degrading yourself. So do you have free will and can you participate in those types of behaviors? Yes, but you're not finding yourself. You are destroying yourself. And you're also taking a risk of picking up a sexually transmitted disease. You're taking a chance of having an unwanted pregnancy, and I'm not saying that you should abort because abortion is not appropriate. And you're also taking a chance. Well, you're not just taking a chance. You are ruining your life by sleeping around, whether you are male or female, because both sexes, whether male or female, have an equal responsibility to have chastity, purity. And to practice modesty, it's not just for women; it's also for men. Because you know what, men can be just as trashy as a trashy girl, if not way worse. Because it's it has always disgusted me when men give themselves permission to sleep around. Because they're like, well, that's just how we are; that's evolution. We're su- we're supposed to spread our seed. What are you a? a A piece of corn on a stalk. I mean, are are you are you wheat out in a field, and you've got to spread your seed everywhere, like in the wind or something? Like, give me a break. Like, whenever guys use that excuse, I'm like, you're using a animalistic approach to give you permission to be stupid, to be impure, and to possibly spread sexually、uh, infectious diseases. To anyone and everyone that you have sex with, whether they're male or female, because I remember back in the day. I don't know if you guys remember this. This is just a side note. Back in the day, I remember when I was in college, 
Your HPV was a big scare back then. The human papillomavirus and all the different strands of it or whatever because it was causing uh, cancer in women, even young women. Hence you should always get a pap smear every year. You should not wait. I know I know sometimes nurses and doctors try and say, "Oh, you don't need to get a pap smear every year." Yes, you do. It's an annual exam. Annual means yearly. Even airplanes get an annual exam. How much more valuable are you than an airplane? Quite a bit, right? So anyway, when I was in college, like whenever I would have like a sore throat or sinuses or something like that, I would go to the student clinic um on campus and there were always these signs that they were recruiting for a big national uh study to try and invent a vaccine for HPV, but they were only recruiting women. I was like, "Why why aren't they recruiting men because the way that women get HPV is if they have sex with a man. If they have sex with a guy that has HPV." Like, here's the thing. I remember HPV was considered a female problem. I'm like, "Oh, really? If it was only a female problem, then only females would be able to transmit it or get it, but that's not the case. HPV affects both men and women, both boys and girls." But I remember that all of this was blamed on women and they were only researching vaccines for women. And I was like, "Oh, really? So guys are just off the hook? They shouldn't get the vaccine?" So for years, folks, it was it was it was unheard of for guys to get the vaccine. And here's the thing. Guys, it, it was not recommended for guys to get the vaccine until oh, lo and behold, homosexual men were getting HPV. Oh, now it's a concern. Oh, now men can get it? Men have always been able to get HPV. Duh. That's how infectious diseases work. Infectious diseases don't say, "Oh, well, you've got female chromosomes, so I'm only going to infect you, but I'm not going to affect any guys." That's not how infectious disease works. I mean, just the stupidity of our medical community. It's just unbelievable. I mean, and this was our medical community putting all the shame and blame on women and saying, "Oh, well, you know, we can get a handle on HPV if we just vaccinate all women." At first, it was just sexually active women. Then it was anyone in their 20s because they just assume everybody that's over the age of 18 is sleeping around, which is not true at all. That's not true. Then the medical community changed its tune and said, "Oh, well yeah, men should get the HPV vaccine because now it's affecting homosexuals. Well, what about heterosexual men?" See, that is the stupidity of the medical community. It is very quick to shame and blame women. Unbelievably so. It disgusted me. Those ads pissed me off. Excuse my language. It pissed me off so bad whenever I was in those waiting rooms because then I kid you not, when I was dating as a as a like in my late teens and early 20s, guys would be like, "Oh, so do you have HPV?" I'm like, "No, I don't. Do you? Because you can actually give it to women." They're like, "No, it's a female disease." I was like, "That doesn't mean you can't get it and give it to your partner or your wife." See, one of the problems that was happening was the medical community was only shaming and blaming women for getting uh HPV. that they were completely ignoring men and their health as well. So then when these guys would get married, these heterosexual men, you know, they were not being tested for HPV. So then lo and behold, some of their wives, these guys, 
their wives were getting um, HPV and they were getting cervical cancer because they just assumed, oh, you know, a guy's not going to get it. Well, think about that. So then they had to change the protocol from just women getting HPV vaccine. They changed it to see it was just young women. Then they viewed it as young college women because supposedly we're the only ones that could get it because they thought we were all skanks and we're not. Then they changed it to, oh, well, homosexual men need to get that vaccine. Then it was, oh, heterosexual men need to get the vaccine. Then get this, folks. Then they changed the age bracket and they realized, oh, did you know that when you encourage kids to have sex and you give them condoms at a young age? Oh, guess what? HPV broke out in teenagers and teeny boppers like in middle school age. Now HPV, the vaccine, Now it's geared at both boys and girls starting at age 9 or 10. This is the stupidity of our medical community. I guess they I guess they don't understand infectious disease or maybe they just haven't consulted a infectious disease specialist, like someone that actually studied it. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. Saying that guys can't get it or that they don't need that vaccine is like saying Well, it, you know, if a, if a girl gets bit by a rabid dog, she needs to get the rabies vaccine. But if a guy gets bit by a dog that has rabies, he doesn't need to get the vaccine. He's going to be fine. Guess what? Infectious disease is just that. It's infectious. It's not based on your sex. It's not based on your chromosomes. It affects everybody equally. It's just like polio. You know, polio did not affect boys more than girls. It was equal. Both boys and girls could and and still can get polio because here's the thing, and this is just another side note and then I'll close out this episode. You can still get polio if you have not been vaccinated because polio, I wish they'd never said this, polio was never eradicated. Here's the thing. What happened was people got inoculated, they got they got vaccinated. Like massively so. Like the majority of the population of the United States got vaccinated against polio and because it's called the herd theory or the herd mentality you inoculate as many people as possible so you limit the amount of exposure because you know even if we inoculate everybody for polio polio that strand that bacterium is still out there in nature so it was not eradicated so so for all these no vaxxers to say oh it's not a problem because no one gets it anymore here's the thing People don't get it because they've been vaccinated. But it still exists in nature. So, you know, I really wish people would wake up to this, but I was just kind of surprised at the stupidity of our medical community in the United States in regards to the HPV vaccine. And so now, like whenever I'm watching stuff online, sometimes there will be an ad for the HPV vaccine, and now finally The medical community has woken up to the fact that both boys and girls need that vaccine and now they're recognizing that boys and girls are having sex at a much younger age because they're being taught how to have sex in school now, which is sick and disturbing. So now kids are having sex at a higher rate at a younger age and it's spreading more disease. It's not curtailing it or stopping it. So needless to say, Um our schools, our public schools especially, 
do not value purity, chastity, or modesty. And this has caused a lot of problems. Because, I mean, how would you like it if you're like 14 or 15 years old and you get HPV, but you didn't get the vaccine? Or let's say you, you get syphilis or something. You can still get that. There have actually been outbreaks of syphilis in several states. It's really sad, but there are so many people like, oh, syphilis, that, that's from the early 1900s. <laughs> I'm just like, you've got to be kidding me. It is still out there. I mean, it's just, it just surprises me the ignorance, not only of people in general sometimes, but of our medical community. I'm like, what was the point of going to medical school if you're still going to be stupid and ignorant? I just don't get that. I mean, what's the point of going to medical school If you're still going to shame and blame women and just be like, oh, well, just have them get the vaccine. They're the only ones that can get cervical cancer because they're the ones that have cervix or cervixes or whatever. It's like, wow, um, interesting there on that. So needless to say, we've, we've definitely come a long way in terms of having a better understanding of equality, especially in the medical community. I think another reason why the medical community tends to target women in terms of health concerns is because it's predominantly women that go to the doctor or take the kids to the doctor. For some stupid reason, men don't take, they, they do not take care of their health in the same due diligence that women do. And I think this is one reason why men stupidly die younger than women. It's because they don't take care of themselves and they don't go to the doctor because I guess they think That, that makes them masculine, and it doesn't. It makes you stupid. It makes you ignorant. It makes you look like a moron. I mean, it's just like, um, you know, you're, I'm not impressed with guys that just refuse to go to the doctor. I, I just, I can't stand that. Because typically when guys refuse to go to the doctor, they typically try and shame and blame, you know, the woman that they marry Or the women that, or the women or woman that they're dating for going to the doctor when they don't feel very good. So I, I think it's just one of those things that ignorance is not always bliss. It really is not. So needless to say, I very much enjoy reading through these positive affirmations because sometimes it's hard to be positive in our slightly stressful world because sometimes there's misinformation, sometimes there's sexism, sometimes there's lack of equality. Um, some, sometimes there's, there's just blatant ignorance and sometimes it's willful ignorance. And I think that's way sadder than just being innocently ignorant. You know what I mean? So needless to say, it's better to be positive uh, than to be negative, but you also need to be informed. So just FYI, be aware of that and basically keep your chin up and your shoulders back. Everything's going to be all right. But until next time, I pray that you're happy, healthy and whole. That you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Thank you so much. God bless and bye-bye.